know who it is. It's us, your boys. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the most favorite and most exciting sports podcast to listen to. Yeah. Welcome back to the Donald and Donald Podcast. Double D. Bubba Shop Sports, baby. And you know we coming at you straight off script. People, giving you a brand new, fresh look at the things you think you already know about that's happening in the sports world today. Go ahead, pull up a chair and let's chop it up. And remember, no matter where you go, you can listen to the show. So plug it in, plug it in. D, my man. What's going on? Man, let's chop up these college hoops, baby. Listen, UNC, ooh hoo First of all, we all know this for a fact. The standard for North Carolina Tar Heels basketball has always been at a very high level. Dare we say elite. Listen, with the names such as Michael Jordan, Sam Perkins, Matt Doherty, James Worthy, Anton Jameson, and Vince Carter woven into the very fabric of the history itself. Now, in year 2024, the expectations and the pressure to perform is at an ultra-high level, and it will only steadily increase. Now, check this out. When it comes to UNC, they had a game against Georgia Tech very intensified, Okay. North Carolina lost by one. Followed that up with a very competitive game, shook that loss off, and took care of Duke 93-84. to Then they turn right back around and they play Clemson. We know how Clemson is always a tough game, man. They never led in that game at all. Lost by four. Then you get them with UNC and Miami. Tournament atmosphere, okay? I think they made that game a little bit harder than what they needed to make it, but they was able to go and pull out a three-point win. Next up is Syracuse. But I want to know your thought process on these last four games, one in, one out, one in, one out. Uh, it, it's just that tough stretch of the, of the season where you're playing conference teams who are going to show up every, every game to play you regardless and then mix that air with us being ranked number three, with us being at the top of the mountain. You're going to get everybody's best game. We're still in. We understand that we have everything we need to make a run. We still got to find a way to get it out of everybody game in and game out. These last couple stretches have been terrible shooting nights for us. Um, you go back to the Georgia Tech game. That game wasn't. It was just a mix of everything going wrong. Everything that could go wrong went wrong for us, including not getting calls. Uh, and then just them making shots that you don't anticipate them to make, and it came down to them making a buzzer beater at the end of the game. You go to the Duke game. R.J. Davis comes out slow. We get picked up by Harrison Ingram and Armando Baycox played something that was you, – we, we were proud of that game. Then you go into Clemson. Like you said, we come out slow. They're not. And we have it. our three-point shooting. That's when it starts to become a problem. Carmack Ryan is not making the shots that he was brought in to make and that we know he can make. Harrison Ingram kind of had slow nights these past two games. And we already talked about Elliot Cadeau shooting. In that Miami game, though, we saw some flashes of Elliot Cadeau, I want to say, went off for 19 points. And that's something that we can look forward to because he has the capability of doing it. I'm not really concerned with this little stretch of win one, lose one, win one, lose. I'm not really concerned. I understand that it's a part of the game that this can happen. 
Um, I'm just more concerned of can we get back to playing the level of basketball we was playing? Exactly. And you know, when it comes to the calls, man, we don't whine, we dine. But what I but what concerns me is this right here, okay? In my mind, I'm prepping for that Eminem baby. What's that? That March Madness. And you know, you're gonna have to string together consecutive wins to get the big win. Okay? And so that's what I'm trying to think about right now. So when you think about that. What does the team as a whole need to focus on, man? Because I'm trying to tell you, I know we, like you said, every time we get up in there, we're going to take the best shot of whoever we're playing against. Listen, we don't play down. All these teams we're coming up against plays up. So I need to know, what does the team as a whole right now need to focus on, baby? Um, and that's the thing. I'm not really concerned because I've seen them pull, I've seen them string together team wins. I've already seen them go on a, on a lengthy streak. Other than the games early on where we we was playing UConn and, and Kentucky, other than those games, this is again it, it, it's something that I don't see as going to be a problem. I got you. I'm glad we're going through it now to address the problems up, and we're losing close games with our players playing terrible. So now we understand that yeah, we're in every game, even when you guys aren't playing at your best. Imagine if we can get you guys to play your best night in, night out. Right. So when you look at that Miami game, a four out of the five starters was in double digits. We love that. Okay, 75-72. Now, uh, R.J. Davis had his regular great game with 25 points. In. Like you said, Cadeau with 19, Baycott with 10, and Ingram with 13. We know before that, Ingram was smoking red hot and got us that win, man. So um, when you think about this right here, individually, though, who do you think needs to take it up to improve their game the most? Like, we're going to need you to go ahead and start stepping this thing up because we get into that moment in time that we need you. Um, I think it's going to be a combination of Cormac Ryan finding his shot again. Okay. That's going to be big. And then just Elliot Cadeau, everybody's going to adapt. Everybody's going to adopt that leave you open defense that Duke put on them. They're, they're, everybody sees that as probably our biggest weakness as far as offensively. So everybody is going to adopt that and, and leave him to take more shots. In this game, I've seen him take six. So that's an improvement, and he made two of them. So he's, you're going to have to shoot him. It's not going to, you're going to have to shoot him. You're going to have to shoot him confident. Right, right. And you know my man, Mark Jackson, what he say? Uh, hand down, man down, baby. Now, look, at this point in the season, okay, what should Hubert Davis be telling the team? What's his message right now? Go into that locker room in your head. Uh, continue to buy in on defense. The shots is the shots will come. The shots will. You know, you guys are going to get your looks. You guys are going to be able to get your shots up. I want you to buy in on defense, so we get that many more opportunities to get you guys shots. Mm-hmm. We we know you guys can score. We know you guys can can get out in breaks and do all those things. I want to see you guys continue to play the level of defense you've been playing. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. Now, you know they got Syracuse up next. What do you need to see in this matchup? UNC Syracuse. Just better outside shooting. Mm-hmm. We're going to need that three-point shot to pick up. Um, we've, it doesn't think we've bought in on the defensive side. We've bought in on everybody crashing the boards. We've done all those things. Now we just need to get our shots more consistent. And we have people who can't. We've seen Harrison Ingram get shot. We know about R.J. Davis. Elliot Cadeau's pressure on getting to the rim can open up a lot for the team. So 
We, I'm not worried about if we can shoot. It's not one of those like, oh, I don't think we got no shooters on the team. I just need y'all to get in the gym and refocus on that aspect of your game. Right. Uh, when I think about UNC, man, what I don't want to do is live by the three, die by the three. I would like to see more, more plays to the basket, man. Get those fouls, get it going at the free throw line, and then inside out and let some things, you know, kind of happen. Let the game come to them a little more. And that's the thing. With the way the team is, I don't think it is to live by the three, die by it. Mm-hmm. I just think the amount of threes we do take, we have to get more efficiency from them. Because it's not like we're, we're jacking up some of them. There are a lot of good looks, a lot of – plays being called for these threes to get open. So it's not like I'm not seeing a team that's depending on the three. But we do shoot a good amount of them to where you everybody shooting two for five or are worse than that is not ideal for us. Right. Like our three point shooters they're usually shooting around that two for five. I think old Cormac was 0 for seven in this game. So it's things like that that I'm just saying. When you are getting the looks, we need them to be consistent. Knock them down. I got you. Well, you know what's more action to discuss? Listen, when you look at this Alabama uh, LSU game, man, Alabama put up 60 points in the second half alone to beat LSU 109 to 92. Alabama is in the top 25 at 17 and 7. But how you feel about their play right now? Because, again, this team had. Four out of five starters in double digits, and Pringle, Pringle gave them 17 off the pine. Just a team that um, nobody has that ego factor to them. Nobody's out there thinking of just themselves. And you can tell by the amount of guys who touched the floor this game. Uh, we're going to figure out a way to win this game, and if it's sitting on the bench, I'm going to find that out. So it's, it's that every man just has to show up and be ready to be called upon, and that can take you far in certain situations. Yeah, I got you, man. Listen, now, when you think about you, UConn, okay, now, they've been sitting at number one for a while, man. At 22-2, and two, their only losses was to Kansas and Seton Hall, man. They done won 12 in a row. This last game, they put up 52 points in the first half alone to beat Georgetown 89-64. to 64. It seemed like they real comfortable where they at, man, and I don't know if they're getting enough talk right now about it, but they okay with that? Yeah, because uh, it's not really too much to say about them. Mm-hmm. They're showing up and doing, just playing a great level of basketball. And we've talked about it before. The same thing we just said about Alabama. They don't have that that guy that everybody's focused on. It's, it's a team effort. It, you, you know, you usually see Newton at the top where they're scoring. He only had six this night. They got picked up by Caravan. So it... Caribbean hit twenty five and looked great, man. It just shows that it just shows that everybody is going, everybody's prepared to to do what's necessary of them. Right. It just seemed to me like when three three or more people in the starting lineup get double digits, man. It just seemed to me like uh, your probability of winning kind of increases because now you got some offensive productivity. Listen. When, when it comes to Michigan State, man, I, I not, you remember Mateen Cleaves? Uh, and then I know Draymond Green came out of there. Um, but who, I don't know too many more that's, that's playing for Michigan State right now. I don't know uh, any really great names, but big names, I should say. But Michigan State uh, took care of the fight in Illini, uh, 88 to 80. Now, um, how do you feel about Michigan State's game right now? Um, A team that's – they got to figure something out. Uh, as far as this roster and thing, and it, it is kind of like the things of 
they're not getting the, the the team that they're used to getting. Yeah, they got some. Cause I want to say it's a man, uh, general players out there. I can't think of his name, but um, I'm just in. It's nothing. Uh, they're just flying up under the radar because they're not the team of old that they used to be. They still got Izzo out there, a coach who's gonna have them guys winning some games, have them being competitive. But it, it's just they they don't have that top end guy on that team right now. Yeah, you think they're gonna uh, shake up some things when it comes to the tourney? Uh, just because of the coach that's there, if they always got the chance to do it, mm-hmm. um, it'll be interesting to see. It depends on what matchup and how far they drop down in that seeding pool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, seeding uh, does make a difference. Now, a lot of people may have called this an upset. To me, it really wasn't. Because when you think about Gonzaga basketball and Mark Few and all that out there, uh, that whole program is a big basketball program slayer, baby. So it really didn't feel like an upset to me. But Gonzaga, they took care of Kentucky 89 to 85. Listen, they always make noise in the tournament. They always do good in their conference, man. You cannot sleep on them at all. And then when you got uh, people like Ike getting 23, Watson 17, Craig 14, uh, Hickman 17, and then you got Huffle 12 off the bench, <laughs> they clicking on all cylinders, baby. Yeah, um, it's an upset just in terms of ranking. And Gonzaga isn't, they don't have the in the past couple of years, it was a full team. A full team of guys that's already made a name for themselves. And then you throw in a sprinkle of getting some great freshman commits, just, such as Jalen Suggs, Chet Hunger. And then, you, like I said, you got Drew Timmy, who was there for four years. So they're, they're rebuilding that as far as they did lose a lot of guys to the draft over just aging out and then being too talented to stay there for four years. So they're still... Rebuilding that image, everybody's thinking that they're going to take a step back, which they probably have losing six, losing six games already. You know they probably they're used to dominating that that conference. Uh, they lost to St. Mary's earlier this week, so it's things like that. Uh, but like you said, they've always they know how to win games. They right. know how to show up night in night out, and then they have a coach who's been there. He he's not. He's not used to being looked at other than the underdog. Yeah, yeah. And that underdog mentality, man, can win you a lot of games because you fight for every possession, every 50-50 ball. They got a great coach that's leading them, and they have that team effort that's going for them as well. Now, when you think about this team, you know how I feel about Houston, man. They sit in number five with only three losses on the season. But that coach for Houston totally lost his mind. It went gone. (laughs) Apparently, that's what they needed to get them back on track because they was able to beat uh, Cincinnati 67 to 62. Uh, when you think about Roberts with 20 in this game, she was 16. Uh, they was the ones that was in uh, a double digits as far as scoring, but then they was able to kind of pan it out through the rest of the roster again. And I think that's kind of what they needed to take and do because they, they did get chin checked by, was it Kansas? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got chin checked by them, but it seemed to me like uh, Houston is, is back on track. It was a close game, though, with 67 62. Um, it's, it's a team who just. Defense orientated. Uh, if we can get enough stops, we can win in any game. That's, that's, and it's a simple formula. Um, it's nothing to overstate about it. Uh, if we go out there and, and get enough stops, we can win the game. We, and that's the thing I say. You're going to get points off of defense. It leads to the easiest points in basketball. So 
just play that and they're a team who's completely bought into that side of the ball. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Absolutely. Now, when you think about Kansas, man, now Kansas, they, they, they got a little bit of LPP, man. They got low power production, especially in this game. They only had three points off the bench, uh, but they was able to take care of Baylor, and I know you feel good about Baylor and, and what they have to offer, man. With this game being 64-61, a three-point game between Kansas and Baylor with Kansas pulling this thing out, uh, how do you feel? Because when it, when you think about Kansas and when you think about the tournament, uh, they're going to have to get more points off the bench in order to take and keep this up this was close yeah uh they've they've kind of took the after playing that houston game you can see the intensity on defense kind of picking up for them um which leads to and i think that's just the route they're going a lot of these teams are used to putting up points just because of having a lot of options to go to a lot of teams don't have that many options anymore uh the transfer portals is a, a big thing and then we've talked about just how talent's more spread out People are willing to commit to the smaller schools. Um, they're chasing more about play time and things like that. So yeah, your, your bench is going to take some hits unless you're Kentucky, who has a Robert Dillingham sitting on your bench for no reason. So <laughs> there's things like that that is just everybody doesn't have those assets anymore. Uh, you know, a Duke has them. Uh, Kentucky has it. It's not a lot of schools who have – that productivity just sitting. If a lot of teams, if they were sitting on the bench, they would have been in the game. Right. So it's just dealing with that and trying to find ways to counteract that. Um, a lot of people too play on the bench. You have to if you're not scoring. What else can you do? From like we talk um, on Carolina, Seth Trimble, he doesn't get in the game to give us a spark offensively. He gives us a spark, allowing us to press the ball and then get out. And get a lot more transition baskets. It's not, and sometimes you just have to find that niche for yourself. And maybe that'll be what you, because it's a bench production. Yeah, we want some points. We want to see some of that. But sometimes it's coming in and giving us eight extra rebounds, giving us two steals, giving us our playmaking, and giving us nine assists. It could be something like that that also helps us finish out a game. Right. And like I say, when I think about that pine and coming off of it, like you say, uh, what can we, I do to uh, contribute to the team winning? Uh, also, you, sometimes you do want to spark because you're going to have to give your starters a rest and you don't want to take and lose the game because the second unit has started. I got you. Uh, now, when you think about this game right here, uh, Purdue is sitting quiet at number two. All right, with a 22-2 and two record. All right, on an eight-game win streak. Their last uh, loss was against uh, Nebraska. Uh, Purdue was able to beat Indiana by 20, uh, 79-59. to 59. Uh, Listen, they just quietly going about their business, waiting for the time. Yeah, uh, and that's, that's all they're focused on. They're a bunch of, like, a veteran season team. Um, even your player of the year last year came back, which you don't see a lot. Uh, it, they're just focused on that big thing and finally bringing one home for Purdue. Purdue's had solid team going back to Caleb Swarnick. Uh, so they, they're just trying to figure out a way to finally get it done. Uh, Zach Eady's playing even better than what he did last year. So you can just see that that level of determination to finally win it all. Yeah, and do you feel this is the year? Uh, did they going to have a good chance to to get that done? Or at least make a lot of noise. Um, I think so. I think it's better than any year they've had, just because of the level of Zach Eady 
Um, and it, like I said, he was player of the year last year, and he's come in and looked even better. Mm. He's he's gotten more mobile. He's gotten more fluent, getting to the basket, getting up and down. So things like that. Um, it, it'll be hard for teams to counter that. You don't have seven four. You don't have it. Right. It, it's simple as that. You don't have it. So, and then now he actually has guys around him matching his level of play as far as what we're doing or what we can do. We're giving you our all. So, now it, they're, they're primed to make a run. Right. You know, when it comes to a baller maker, you got to watch it once it starts to heat up. Now, games on tap, turn on. You got Wake Forest and Duke, man. Now, 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 now you know how, how it go now. What, is it is it 80 is the number, ain't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> ACC battle. What do you expect out of this game between Wake Forest and Duke? Uh, it, it, Duke should take care of business. But like we said, we understand how, that, how this dynamic works of being in the ACC, being one of the big blues. You, you, you are Duke, so... You, you have that mark on your back regardless. Um, they're going to have to come out and just be prepared to play. Uh, Hunter Salas for Wake Forest is coming off of a 33-point game. Mm-hmm. So they have talent out there. And don't overlook them just because they don't have a number in front of their name. Right. Um, it should be interesting. But, again, I think Duke will take care of business. They're, they're, they've reacted to that Carolina loss the way you would think they would react. They've took every game a little bit more serious. They're they're ramping it up a little bit more, and they seem ready to go. So you're going to have to bring your best against this Duke team regardless. You think Flokowski's going to have a big night tonight? Uh, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I do. I think they're, they're recognizing he's the motor of this team. He's going to have to do his to get this – to keep them going. Um, and then I also think Jared McCain – is going to continue to have his uh, fingerprints a lot on the game. Yeah, walking double-double. Listen, okay, now we got that Kansas and Texas Tech game. Uh, uh, th- this could be a trap game. We, we're not we're not sure because, uh, you know, Kansas only uh, beat uh, Baylor by three. So what uh, do you expect to see out of Kansas against Texas Tech? Again, just a level of defense because both of these teams offensively are right about the same 78 to 76 points a game. Um, it's going to be who who can amp it up on that defensive side a little bit more. And I'm just – that Houston game, I think, is pivotal for this Kansas team. That was a dog, It woke them up, didn't it? It was a dogfight. The yeah, score yeah. really didn't show it. Right. But just because you know how Houston's going to come out and defend. You guys match that level of intensity on that side of the ball. So I think that's what they're carrying from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can score. Yeah, we got guys. Can we all play defense? Can we stop them? Can we stop another team who has who has guys? And that's just what they're doing now. Yeah, yeah, definitely a wake up game, and they are responding to it, uh, winning the close ones. Hey, women's college basketball, baby! You know we love the ladies. Listen, now you had NC State, which is now sitting at number three right now, and with twenty one and three record, they took care of Pittsburgh. 83 to 47. So when I think about NC State, Baldwin, Hayes, Collins, man, listen, playing great games, 15, 16, 13. And like you say, that seems to be another team, man. There's just they just saying, hey, we okay with where we at. We're just trying to get it done so we can get to where we need to be. Yeah, they're not really worried about the attention. They're not worried about 
the outside stuff. Yeah, we don't get the media coverage, even with us having the record we have, having being where we're at. We don't get the media coverage. They'll still talk about Carolina basketball before they talk about us. You got to understand that being who you are. Make them regret it. Make them have to talk about you. Make them have to respect. And even if they not talk about you, make them have to respect you. Right. You have no choice but to expect this, respect us coming out here and, and laying down an 83-47 victory. Right. You have no choice but to respect. And then the games we're losing to Virginia Tech, we, y'all know who they are. Y'all know who. <laughs> y'all know why we lost them. Don't say a hand at like, you know, so it's, they're not, they're a team who just, today's the day we're focused on. Right. Not yesterday, not tomorrow. Whatever we, whatever objective we have for the day, we're attacking that 110%. Right. We'll worry about the rest when we get there. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense, man, because they're playing some great ball right now. And uh, it, sh- it should only continue to be that way. Now, you know how I feel about Louisville, man. Listen, I told you it was a very competitive team. They have a great program out there. Uh, but they let one slip away from them, man. Syracuse got hold of them. Mm-hmm. One point win. Syracuse beats Louisville 73-72. to 72. Uh, Did have a situation where Harris had came off a double-double with 19 points and 10 rips when they beat Notre Dame. Dang, 73-66, but and had a double-double this game as well with 22 points and 11 rips, but was not able to get it done. Syracuse came with a thunder. Yeah, uh, great game. And it, it it looks like a game that came down to the end. Right. You just look at the box score. Um, she did great, just got fair from the other side, just had a little bit more in the tank. And at the, I want to say this game came down to two free throws at the very end of the game. I don't think it was nobody even lined up. That's how it was at the end of the game. So, it, it's one of those games. Um, and they're a team who understands it's okay. You, 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 it's okay. We can't let ourselves be put in this position again. You either win. You, my thing is, you don't want these close. Even let the refs have a, a say so in the game. If they call a foul, it's a win or loss. You know, you don't want those type games. Yeah, I want to win convincingly, or I want to be beaten convincingly. I wanted no. I don't want no. If you no, know, because you got those. Now you got doubts in the back of your head. What if I would have did this? Could I have done that? What if? Ah. Yeah, exactly. Like you say, you like you say, you, you rather lose by ten than to lose by one, because that way you know exactly what went wrong. Because you can if and if and if and when it's real close like that on what coulda shoulda woulda. Yeah, and especially when you got a bailout thing that everybody's gonna look at. Well, the ref called that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear that. Right. Why yeah. did we? Why were we in that situation to begin with? Yeah. Yeah, and that makes sense. Now, listen, when you think about Notre Dame, you think about a great team as well. Hidalgo, she's coming off a 30-point performance, but it took overtime, baby, overtime in a high-scoring affair to beat Florida State 98-94. to Hidalgo had 25 this game, but it took everything to get it done. It's just, man, ACC does it the best. That's really what it is. Every team on any given night can push the best teams to the limit. Yeah. That's just, the ACC is not, and that's what you think of when you think basketball. Just, we give ACC credit when we talk about college football. ACC deserves that same respect when you talk about college basketball. It's just a different level of play. Night in, night out. Like you say, everything is just a little bit better, baby, when the ACC is playing its best. You know, the thing I really want to touch on with Hidalgo is her still counts. She had five again this game. Like, she 
she's the definition of a defensive miss. <laughs> and it, and, uh, and that uh, that plays a big part of her getting that twenty seven points, getting that thirty, getting. That, she she's gonna take the ball and if there's nobody gonna be down there, if everybody's just down here and playing offense, I take the ball and run this way. Nine times out of ten, I'm gonna end up down there by myself. Right. So it, that's what I mean by the. It's way easier to score if you do your hard work on defense. Right. Versus now I'm trying to do all my hard work. On offense, break down this defender, get past the center. No, 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 no. I'm gonna take the easy way out. Be a defensive Dennis the Menace, <laughs> and like you said, and it turns into very good things. Now, when we talk about this next game and everything, right? It's a situation where Iowa, okay, a girl CC left a little bit of meat on the bone. Now we know what she's going after of and everything. We do understand that part. But not only did she was eight points away from, you know, getting that D1, you know, scoring record, uh, but also Iowa lost the game. She had, Caitlin Clark had a great game. Uh, 31 points and 10 rips. Now, as I'm watching this game, what stands out to me is this right here. At some point in time, it seemed like Nebraska say, okay, I know that Caitlin Clark is going for the record, but it ain't going to happen tonight in this house. And then I think that kind of spilled over into them playing a little bit of better defense and then shorten, uh, and, uh, shutting down Caitlin Clark in the fourth quarter, man. It was – it was to me, it kind of looked like, yeah, she's going to do what she's going to do. Caitlin Clark is going to give us what she's going to give us. Let's try to make it a little harder. Just try to make it a little hard. Cause, and that's the thing, too. I'm, you know, one thing I always focus is the offensivity of what you did. Right. She was 10 for 25, 5 for 15 from the, to, to this night. It wasn't, it wasn't the prettiest 30. She, she, it, she had to work and she, and she probably took a lot more shots that she didn't necessarily want to take. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where you get, and you kind of get spoiled by having a Caitlin Clark or even on her being Caitlin Clark it comes a point where you have to understand right now I'm hurting this team I'm doing more damage by jacking up 15 threes missing 10 of them you know or going 10 for 25 from the and I'm a great facilitator I'm a great passer I'm a great playmaker attention is going to be on me let me let the rest of these gate the rest of these ladies pick me up. And we've talked about it a lot. Uh, can they? They've shown that they can. Now it's kind of, is she willing to take that back seat in games like this? Mm-hmm. So so basically, uh, Caitlin Clark shot him out of the game. In a, in a sense. I won't say, because they, they, it's their game. You get what I'm That's their game. She's going to get her shots and everybody, you know, that's how they've built what they've built. I'm just looking at could you have made that adjustment? And and it's a three-point loss. Right. So, you know, taking, giving um, Martin, who was four for eight from three. Giving 50%. Her, giving her a couple more sucks. Stokey, who, who's came off. We just talked about the game she had. 47-point game. The other night after only missing two shots. 15 this game. Give her a couple. But she was seven for 11. So, give them a couple more. They had it going this night. Mm-hmm. You did it. You have to see that, accept it, and make that adjustment. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense. Now, uh, we know with her only being eight points away, it's going to happen next game. Ain't no way she's not going to score eight yeah. points. We, we got that. Uh, I think that maybe in her own head it could be a distraction. And then maybe after this is kind of behind her, she can get to a more playing the, the game that needs to be played in order uh, for Iowa as a team. And she knows it's a distraction. Um, coming off the loss, the first thing they had to say was about you barely missing the record. She had to, we need to stop blowing leads. Mm-hmm. So she understands it. She's focused. She's, but she understands outside. That's all. You're going to hear that. You're going to hear about this record more than about your team's record. Right, right. I got you. So you know we're gonna keep our eyes on it, and it's gonna happen very soon. And we'll be there to talk about it, baby. Now you had Virginia Tech, and we know how we feel about Virginia Tech. It's a great team coach coaching is 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 very uh solid when it comes to that team we know what they did last year in the tournament and they hadn't slowed down they had 20 and 4 and they took care of boston college 74 to 63 now uh, uh what who who do we have here uh we take we have a uh, kitley and a more they walking double doubles okay they came off double doubles from last game when they beat nc state 72 61 and then when you look at this game kitley chat hey double double again with 24 points and 15 rips uh again when when you look at Virginia Tech, you look at a team that's there to win. They, and that's it. It's not really more to say. Uh, they 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 bought into their their coach and they bought into their leader in Georgia. Uh, so they're fine. They're going to be a fine team. They're going to be a team who, if everybody just shows up and does their job, like you got uh, set. You got oh, what's her name? Samuel. Samuel. Who only gets two shots, mm-hmm. but she grabbed eleven rebounds for you guys. So it's like you know a lot of people who hang their heads, don't give effort on the other floor when they're not touching the ball. They have guys who it's fine. Whatever I can do to help this team get to where we want to be, and being so close last year, you know that's the only thing on their mind right now. Yeah, um, and we had uh, discussed this before. I had mentioned it. You know, I, I think that one thing about Virginia Tech is, like you say, in ranking, it changes all the time. We know that. Uh, I think one of the things about Virginia Tech is is their ranking is throwing people off because I don't think that their ranking reflects the team that they are. Uh uh-uh. Because they are a great team, man. And it's just those early losses, and mm-hmm. sometimes it's a blessing and a curse. Getting those early losses early on, getting them out the way, knowing what you guys are are lacking. Being able to adjust that. And now we don't have that big bark on our back of being a top 10, top 5 team. Right. And it's probably, they probably great with where they are right now. They say, cool. We okay with that. Yeah, Let's- a lot of people just need to, and that's the thing. A lot of people just want to get to that dance. And then there, that's when it's okay. Right. Yeah. Then you can make all the noise you need to make. I got you. Listen, Indiana put up 95 points, man, against Purdue. And our girl, Moore uh, McNeil, uh, had a triple-double uh, last game before this with 10 assists, uh, with, 10 assi- with 10 points, 11 assists, and 10 rips. Uh, when you look at this game right here, uh, they was cooking on all cylinders does as well, man. You had Holmes and, and, and a couple more of them at four out of the five starters, triple dub, triple digits, 95 points, rolling. Yeah, uh, just just one of those teams that's, and they're, they, it's not really flying up under the radar anymore because they're flying up these rankings. Yeah, absolutely they are. They these rings, they're flying up the rankings. So it's, it's kind of, uh, that caught you by guard thing isn't going to be able to be an excuse anymore. Um, people are going to start circling these games on their calendar. Can you keep this up when it's that time? But 
Either way, you're you're just happy of the spot you're in right now. Yeah, that is true. Now we do know when it came to uh, the beginning of the season, uh, Colorado rocked LSU with that loss. They they, they just didn't see it coming, man. And uh, they've been playing good all year long, uh, sitting at twenty and four. But this night, Oregon State got the best of them. They lost this one. Oregon State beat Colorado sixty-five to fifty-nine. Yeah, uh, when when Colorado can't shoot the three ball efficiently or get a, a lot of three-point shots, it, it, they kind of struggle. Um, and that's one of those teams that live and die by the three ball. But, again, it's one of those you, you're playing a tough team in Oregon State. It, they're not a pushover team. Um, and you just didn't play your best game. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's fine. And they, these are the times where you want, like I said, you want to get it out the way, especially with the March Madness coming up, tournaments coming up, where you don't get a chance to learn from your losses. You got to wait till next season. So at least now you can learn by in a couple of days. You know, you can take what you've learned in this game and apply it in a couple of day stretch versus. Right. Yeah, we got to wait all offseason. Yeah, that that is true. Well, you can take it. You can drop one and live to see another day. But, you know, once you get down to that extra time down there, hey, it's one and done. You, you don't you, want none of these? Yeah, yeah you got to either win or go home. So now is the time to go ahead and tighten down the bolts and the screws to get your game tight. Now, listen, I'm just going to say the names, and I need you to chop it up. South Carolina, UConn, baby. South Carolina, 83. UConn, 65. South Carolina is still number one undefeated D1 women's basketball, 23 in Yeah, it is. I just don't think there's anybody to challenge this team anymore. I honestly just don't see a team who up and down can match this team. And they're doing it without their leader in Kadosa. They're doing it without even being a full team. And it's not just like it's the, the eighth man in rotation. No, it's our starting big center who's a big part of and they, that's a big part of what South Carolina does anyway. Yeah, they've always had great guards. You, you know, you got full Wally this year. Last year, for the last couple of years it was Cook. Um, so they've always had guards, and Don Staley's a guard. So you expect her to work with them more. They have the bigger – no, 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 no. One of the best guards that ever played the game, baby. It's always been <laughs> – you look at the Asia Wilsons. Mm-hmm. You look at – um, what was the lady – what was the girl's last name? Uh, The girl from last year. Aaliyah Boston. Aaliyah Boston. Now you got Cardoza this year. They've built it on getting a, a big – and letting them dominate the game whatever way they see fit. And then everybody else, it's way easier for y'all. <laughs> they, if they get the ball down there, the defense has to collapse. Mm-hmm. These players are willing to kick it back out. Now, if they don't collapse, it's barbecue chicken. <laughs> so, it, and right now, like I said, they, they've answered every call so far. You, they lined up against LSU. Took care of business, even though they was down, and that's they was down in the LSU game. Found a way to come back, handled business. This UConn game, yeah, we understand. Geno has been your world. It was your world. It's officially ours now. Right. Yeah. It's officially ours now, and I just think they got a firm 
grip on this thing. All right, so you remember when we had to, uh, discussed and chopped this thing up? Um, oh, it was uh, the LSU game. We, we had that one. That one circled uh, when South Carolina took care of business, like you said. And this was the other game. You had mentioned you had circled against UConn. Gino, great coach, man. And, and listen, and, and our girl Paige Beckers, man, she did not have a bad night, man. She had 20, po- 20 points on her own. And Edwards, she contributed 20 more points uh, as well. Mm. So when you think about this, and you think about this South Carolina women's basketball team. Man, do you see a perfect season and then going into the, the, the tournament just wiping it clean? Yeah, I see a perfect season. Wow. I think the perfect season before I'm going to close it at this point. Mm-hmm. I think it's just it's a matter of time, not a matter of if. Like it's, these, They just got to play the rest of these games now. Right. But I, I do. I just don't see anybody. They've, they've gone through, okay, we've gone through defending champs. We had gone through, you know, with arguably what was the best roster in a lot of people's eyes. Now you get to UConn. We gone through the best coach. We went through Paige Brookers, who you know she's a number one. And she was hired as the next Brianna Stewart. You, she was one of those. We went through that now. Now we ain't. What else do y'all have for us? Mm-hmm. Caitlin Clark. We won't see her until the end of this thing. So now it's up there. As, uh, right. We'll see y'all. We'll meet y'all there. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. And I think one of the things that kind of stands out into my mind is this right here. Because, you know, LSU, they won it all last year. And um, I think the way that Don Staley was able to bounce back from that and get her team ready for this season right here, man. You see, Macklin, the way she took and she did that and she handled that. Very professional. And she was like, don't worry about it. <laughs> Next year is our year. Oh, and yeah. it seems like this is exactly what happened. Even us saying even. With us saying, the, me saying, the, oh, yeah, they'll be there, the, the, she won't let them buy into that. Mm-hmm. It's fine for us to say it. Right. She better not hear none of them. <laughs> it, it's, for her, it's to show up and play our game regardless of who's scheduled on this. Show up. Right. And be ready to play. Yeah. Like, she's not going for any of the looking to the future or looking to the chip. None of that. Y'all better look at... Uh, Tennessee, Thursday. Right. <laughs> that better be the only, and that's why I feel because you got you have the talent, but you also have that leadership factor. Right. Yeah, I got you, man. Selling out games back to back to back to back to back, and it's fun to watch, man. I'm I'm going to continue to watch history being made. Now, listen, when you think about Utah, man, and a girl uh, Alyssa Peely, we love her to death. Now, these last couple of games, man, she hadn't had an outstanding point production. She actually had 20 point, uh, 12 points in the loss to Oregon State, uh, but when it came to Oregon, uh, they was able, Utah, to beat Oregon 70-48, uh, uh, to 48. and in this one, uh, Lisa Peely, uh, she only had 16, man, but she had help from Johnson and Wilkie uh, with 17, so they was able to take and get this win uh, together. What stands out to me in this particular game is AP don't have to have a, a great game, and Utah still can win. Yeah, and and that's just the the big thing about this team. That's the thing that makes you feel good about this team. They do have a solid star. They got a solid cornerstone piece. Uh, but they also have a lot of talent surrounding them. Uh, they were dealing with injuries, too. Right. Uh, they got some people back. So it, it, they'll be an exciting team to watch down the stretch mm-hmm. uh, when you get into these Pac-12 tournaments and things like that. 
Yeah, absolutely, man. I love it. Uh, you listen, UCLA Molly walked Arizona State, baby, seventy-eight to forty-five. UCLA sitting at nineteen and four. And you know what we like to talk about? Uh, what was it? Uh, tri- triple day, triple uh. Triple J, yeah, Triple J, little sister, man, coming off that 21 uh, point 15 rips, double double, uh, beating Arizona 66 to 58. Uh, so listen, fun to watch, man. Really taking and making it done. Uh, do what it do. Look like it's a blue collar type mentality and a, a total team effort. Yeah, uh, and they they're just trying to right the ship of coming off. You know, they lost to that Stanford team, uh, Washington State. So they they it's not been. All pieces of cream. They kind of hit. They dealt with a Utah loss, uh, USC. So they've been kind of battling as of late. It's, it hasn't been a cakewalk, and that that was coming off of starting the season undefeated. And you you face these road bumps. So I, I think it just realigned their motives, got them back focused. And now they're trying to get back to playing the type of ball that they were playing at the beginning of the season. Right, exactly. Because, like you say, y'all quite didn't have a real good game with only eight points, but Rice stepped up with 12. Osborne stepped up with 12. Jones stepped up with 10. Betts stepped up with 10. The Wallet came 10 points off the bench. So now, now it's like, again, I, one of our best players don't have to have the best game, and we're coming out with a dub. Yeah, uh, and she's steadily just improving. Because mm-hmm. she was coming off the bench for a lot of this year. Right. And so, just the impact they felt it necessary for her to be in the starting lineup. And that's a that's an adjustment thing. That's a thing that you got to get used to. Uh, just not being able to. Some people, it, it works different. Some people do need to start. They aren't able to come off the bench and, and get it going. Some people need to watch a game get going, see how the game's going to understand where to attack and things like So, it... it it, it might just be a learning thing for her, mm-hmm. a, a comfortability thing for her. Because also you you look at your starters while you're on the bench as those are the guys. So now you're a part of that. You can't you can't be submissive or just be you you got to assert yourself right now mm-hmm. a lot more than what you were doing. Yeah, and that yeah that makes sense. Now when you think about Ohio State, man, looking at number five with twenty two and three uh, in back to back games, man. Their starters, four out of five of their starters in back-to-back games scored in double digits. That ain't nothing but a team effort. And they was able to get it done against Michigan State. Ohio State, 86. Michigan State, 71. Now, that's a team that's clicking on all cylinders, baby. Yeah, it's that, it's that spreading the ball around, spreading around that love. Uh, when you got three people shoot 13, 14 shots, it, it just shows that everybody can get a touch. We're looking for the best shot. It's not necessarily... We're looking for one specific person. Right. We're letting the ball move around freely, and whoever has that look, take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen, when you think about LSU, we know about Angel Reese and Morrow walking double-doubles. That last game where they beat Vanderbilt, 85-62, uh, to uh, Angel Reese had 15 points, 16 rips. Morrow had 13 points and 10 rips. Now, this game was very interesting because it didn't start off that way. Uh, LSU did win this game 85-66, to but uh, for the first half or so, uh, listen, Alabama gave them everything they could handle. Yeah, Kim Mulkey just got them back focused in that in that locker room. That's all it is because you go from losing the the uh, first half pretty convincingly. Mm-hmm. You know, they it was it was to winning the third quarter alone thirty to nine. Right. That just shows a a level. It it shows a intensity level. 
that was changed, and she brought it out of. And that's the thing with this team; they're so confusing at times. Uh, we know what you guys are capable of. We know what you guys can do. Is the will to do it for a full stretch of a game? Right. Yeah, you remember I had mentioned and I asked the question: Had LSU become a distraction to themselves? Uh, it, it did take a, a full half for them to get it together, and like you say, wake up and then make those halftime adjustments. With Angel Reese uh, ending the game with twenty-seven points and nineteen rips, Morrow she didn't have a great night, only nine nine points, uh, eight rebounds, and three assists. But Williams st- uh, stepped up with fourteen. Flyer had sixteen of her own and a power with eleven. So uh, it was something that eight. Hey, the bench didn't look that great, but they was able to take him, you know, get this done. Yeah, uh, and and that's the thing. I, it's a, I think it's more of a balancing act. Yeah. Of yeah, we got this megastar and injuries on our team. Yeah, we got Morrow who's coming from being the number one. Yeah, we got Flaze who, she's Flaze. Uh. She's just flaze. She's <laughs> so just imagine what you got to deal with with that. But I'm just is it's a thing of trying to get everything refocused on what should be important, mm-hmm. what should be the bigger thing. You got Haley Van Leaf trying to figure out where she fits in all of this, and then you got the bench just trying to figure out how to be there when it, you know, how to be ready when you. Yeah, I get you only playing two minutes, three minutes, two minutes. Can you be ready for those two, three minutes. Those could be the most pivotal two to three minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. Can you give us something in those two to three minutes when we need these five to sit down? Right. So that's just Kim Mokey's trying to figure out how to get that out of everybody. So, I, I, you know, it, listen, it, it's getting close. I and mean, when we think about Van Leaf, man, it's like she only had six points this game. And I'm just trying to figure out when she's going to be able to eventually um, figure it out because she is a very important a part of this team, and they're definitely going to need her uh, pr- productivity when it comes to post play. But she's she's growing hot and cold. I just think the the fit is a is isn't as perfect as it as everybody thought it would be. It's everybody else on this team is strictly scores, so somebody has to. Bite the bullet per se. Somebody has to take that sacrifice. Somebody got to be the Russell Westbrook. Of I just can't. Get to, I can't. Get to, not because I want to say Russell. I'm gonna get his shot Russell gonna make sure he get his shot. So I wouldn't. I don't know about that. But somebody has to take that. It's not enough shots for everybody. Right. So somebody is gonna get the while everybody else is shooting double digit shots. You are gonna only get six. She has to find a way to make those six count. Right. Because you're not going to get the 15 to 20 looks that you were used to getting at Louisville. So I think it's just a it, it's a learning thing. For, um, now, I I think more of it is going to be she's just taking that role that she's got right now. But I, I still think it'll benefit on when it's a time when she has to mm-hmm. pick up the scoring. When everybody else's shots isn't falling you know, injuries might get in foul trouble. So I think having her there ready to, we just haven't seen it. So we don't know if she's ready for it. 
Right, yeah. Uh, she has a great game, man. And, and a lot of times uh, when you think about the game of basketball, it comes down to adaptability. You have to be able to adapt to what's going on. Like you said, if I'm saving, if I'm coming off the bench, wherever I am in the lineup, what can I do to help this team win? So I'm hoping she'll be able to figure it out sooner than later because, like you say, they're going to need her, uh, you know, in post play uh, to really come into her own. Yeah. But she's shown it before. She just hadn't found it in this team yet. Yeah. And then she just had flashes. I want to say she put up a 20-point game earlier in right. the season. It's just that night in, night out, she's doing more of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got you. Hey, you know we can't you can't go away without talking about a girl Cameron Brink, baby. Now listen, it took twenty two points from from a girl Cameron to take him to beat a uh, Washington in overtime, sixty three to fifty nine. Uh, it was a little bit more uh, easier this game. Uh, Stanford beat uh, Washington State. Okay. 73 to 58. And, and, and guess what a girl Cameron Brink did for us? Yeah, that double D. Double, double, baby. 21 points and 11 rips. Okay? And Jump added 20 of them to it with another 17 behind that with three out of the five in double digits, man. So, uh, tell me something. How, how you feel about this? Because, you know, they, they took a tough loss, uh, uh, you know, earlier, a couple games back. But they, they seem to me like they've been able to get back on track. Um, they're fine. That one loss you talk about, it took uh, somebody putting up 51. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're fine. Yeah. Uh, and I think they have a coach who's going to reiterate that to them, let them know you guys are good. She had a uh, a legendary performance. We just on the wrong side of history. <laughs> exactly. But it don't, it, it's not going to affect the rest of our season. <laughs> so you just got to remember that. Right. You'll hear about that for the rest of your lives. Yeah. But this, this and they won't remember it happened to you. Your friends will remind you that, Cameron, you let that lady put 51. But it won't matter, okay? <laughs> we need to focus on what's important the rest of this way. And I think that's what she's just getting them to focus all day. Okay, that was bad, but that's not the end of what we're actually chasing. Right. Now, when you think about that 51, we got to talk about it. You know why? Because that's the game on tap. A girl, Juke Watkins, and USC is going to play Arizona, man. Tell me what you're looking forward to seeing in this game tonight. Um, Arizona's, I, I like what they're doing. Uh, There's 12 and 11. They don't have the record Productivity, like as far as that, I do like the team though. Uh, Jada Williams out there, um, got what's her name? Yeah, Jada Williams and what her best friend? Oh, Bria Cunningham. So two freshmen who are big. I think will be big parts of this team going forward. Uh, it's just you're going up against a a USC team who has a Juju Watkins, and then also they've got other people on the team who's been there for a while. They know the game. They can make plays. Uh, this should be a big game. I just want to see a, a, a good one. I want to see Jada Williams kind of break out. I want to see her have a breakout moment. Um, and Juju, I just want to see her continue to be Juju. Right. Uh, and that's all. So fun to watch, man. And, and the, like you say, freshman, the development of her game, everything she's doing, uh, taking always continue to want to better herself. Just shoot out a, just shoot out a score for that game for me tonight. USC against Arizona. Uh, I'm going to go USC 86, Arizona 67. Nice, love it. Okay, up next, we're going to have to talk about that display in the NBA. And hey, and a Super Bowl was played, baby. And you know we got to talk about that as well. Don't miss it. We'll be right 
back.